0: america's favorite crybaby mall cop is running for congress that's right u.s capitol police officer (laughs) harry dunn is running and well uh this is how he kicked it off
1: on this day my role was as a capitol police officer i'm harry dunn and that meant putting aside who i am a father a Marylander, a Democrat, because I swore an oath to protect our Constitution, to protect our democracy. It's what allowed me to protect some members of Congress who I knew were bigots, who helped fan the flames that started all of this. I put country above self. The problem is, a lot of them didn't. Some of the same people who stood behind us When we protected them, went back on the floor of Congress and stood behind Trump, they voted to acquit him. And worst of all, they denied the violence and trauma that led to the death of some of my fellow officers. I couldn't stand by and watch. I had another role to play. I used my voice to speak out, to get into good trouble. And a few weeks ago, I left the force after more than 15 years of service so that today I can announce I'm running for Congress.
0: He's running for Congress. Woo! So exciting. Uh, Steve Baker from The Place joins us now. Steve, you know this man better than anyone else. Uh, I'm sure you probably have already made your donation to Harry Dunn's political campaign, of course. There's nothing like kicking off a congressional campaign like making it a divisive divisive video like that and uh, calling the opposition a bunch of bigots. Uh, Steve, what is your reaction to this?
2: So many levels of offense that i can take to that video for one we are about to roll out the evidence in our day in the life of harry Dunn story that shows that he deliberately avoided every aspect of getting that close to those protesters and or rioters in that scene that scene that he depicts there where he's marching through those we're going to show that he spent most of the day avoiding that hiding from that and staying away from the violence and for what reason i don't know but he did Everything in his power that day to not get engaged or do the things and, and engage in the heroics that he's claimed that he's engaged in. In fact, I've been challenging on uh, you know my ex account. I've been asking people to come out and show me. I've been asking the government. I've been asking the FBI. I've been asking the sedition hunters. I've been asking private citizens. If you've got video of Harry Dunn doing any of the heroics of which he's been lauded for, let me see it because yeah. we've spent we've spent days and days in the capital cctv viewing room harvesting a day in the life of Dunn and we can't find it
0: yes yeah, steve it's an interesting uh way to kick off a campaign right he's using verbiage that only the left uses when he's referring to them as bigots and and flaming the the hatred i mean it was just all of this nonsense that's constantly used to divide this country And then I also thought it was interesting that he's openly admitting to being a Democrat. It looks like that's why he had no problem uh, being there like little crybaby doll when he was testifying and and playing up what happened on January 6th. When in fact, he was one of the biggest threats that day when he was, you know, using his firearm potentially to cause harm onto others. But he didn't have to because these were unarmed protesters that were approaching him ultimately steve how do you think this plays out for him making such a divisive campaign video do you think that this guy even stands a chance at being elected to congress
2: well in the district in which he's running for congress there in uh, southern maryland he's probably a pretty damn good chance that he'll be elected yeah. of course he he does have he will have a primary fight uh, i yeah. just don't know yet how many people in his district will buy into his narrative as you said it's very divisive his book is incredibly divisive his his book is basically uh, three a a three-part play the first one is the history of his life the second part is the history or the story of the quote-unquote insurrection and then the third half of or the third the last third of the book rather is the um his political screed and it is hard hard left it's hard anti, not just anti-MAGA, it's hard against anything on the right. So it's a a very divisive uh, book, and he seems to have been uh, very well schooled in that. Obviously, we know who his friends were in Congress. I mean, start with Jamie Raskin to begin with, who has assisted him throughout this entire process.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, ultimately, just based on what we've we've heard, I talked to Ken Harrelson and Kelly Meggs of the Oath Keepers. Uh, they were the only ones there to help him that day. And they did so by creating a barrier between him and the protesters. And so it's it's disgusting to see how much uh, lack of appreciation he has for these individuals and how he's vilifying vilifying all of them. And he did so on the stand. He lied. And we, we could say that now with confidence because you've obtained uh, the footage from that day. And you know that the, the breakdown of, of the confrontation that he described doesn't match up with the video. And that's just based on somebody who came in and stepped in to back up his, his uh, Officer Lazarus, who was Nancy Pelosi's security detail, I should add, uh, came in yeah. and tried to back up his claims. And you have the footage that shows that Officer Lazarus wasn't even in the area at the time of, of this kind of t- confrontation. And so it's interesting, it's all coming together. Uh, Steve, I don't know if you saw over the weekend, but Tucker Carlson released some uh, an interview with congressman clay higgins and in it he said that there was over 200 informants he believes and that's a that's a conservative number Mm -hmm. based on what you're looking at do you think that there were about 200 federal assets that were there that day or is does that seem a little too high for you
2: no it doesn't seem too high especially for the size of crowd that it was the the reality is and let's be honest without going towards uh the x files and the conspiracy theory side of things there are always assets of this sort in these types of crowds I, I, even even if it's a taylor swift concert there's going to be federal assets and local undercovers uh plainclothes officers in the crowd because that's well it, look the, the only true and, and moral function of a decent government is to protect uh, its citizens from force and fraud. And so they are always there, especially in the age of, of terrorism, especially a post-9-11. We want those assets there. But unfortunately, we are, we're beginning to see, and if Clay Higgins is right, that they were there for the purpose of moving the crowd as agents provocateur themselves, then we have a real, real problem. And we all know that the FBI is not above uh, entrapping American citizens in crimes that they had no intention of committing in the first place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We saw what they did in Michigan to to those defendants. And unfortunately, uh, two of them are now sitting in prison. The the federal government really enjoys. I we mean, I have to say that you enjoy entrapping conservatives and Trump supporters. And it's, it's really upsetting to continue to see happening. I don't know if we're going to find out a hundred percent what the federal government's role in January 6th all was ultimately, um, January 6th, and I don't think people make the argument loud enough, but January 6th benefited Democrats more than it benefited Republicans from the sense that there were Republican lawmakers who were going to challenge the election before certification, and they were unable to do so because of what happened that day. So there's a lot that needs to be answered for. Uh, We will find that out shortly, I I hope. Uh, But I want to get to your reporting. You are over at the Blaze, and you've been aggressively working towards finding out the truth. You are telling me that the truth will soon come to the surface and you guys are going to soon be able to release some of the surveillance footage that we just discussed. So what is ahead when it comes to your reporting? What can we look forward to?
2: Well, the first thing is is that we finally have permission to release the actual videos to the uh, Special Agent David Lazarus story. He being the officer that corroborated uh, Dunn's testimony in the Oath Keepers trial, but he did so with false testimony himself, mm-hmm. and that, of course, uh, is something that we've been waiting on since early October. Because if you recall on the night before we were going to release that story and release those videos, Speaker McCarthy, was vacated his seat was vacated and suddenly everything was put on hold i mean at the 11th hour i received a call from the committee that is in charge of that video and they said you can't release it anymore as soon as we lost the speaker we lost our permission to give you permission to release that video so we've been sitting on it waiting 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 until finally this got up to the top of the pile of speaker johnson's desk and we finally were able to get permission to to release that
0: yeah i'm looking forward to seeing that yeah.
2: Yeah, and then and then we have been given, and we now have in our possession uh, all of this video that I mentioned earlier from Harry Dunn's day in the life of Dunn on January six, which we're about mm-hmm. to do a, at least two parts on that. We we may have as many as a uh, three more parts to his story to show. And then uh, after that, we have, of course, uh, an interesting story because it's going to be directly related to me and the current um, uh, prosecution that I'm facing from the Department of Justice for my coverage of January 6th that day. So the Blaze analysts, along with me in D.C., we've harvested a day in the life of me so that we can get ahead of that and we can show the American people what I was doing that day and what I was, how I was performing and how I was I was behaving in the Capitol that day.
0: Yes, yeah, Steve, I don't think it's a coincidence that the moment you start releasing the, this footage and you start talking about how you have obtained the footage and you're going to release it, that suddenly the Department of Justice says that they're coming after you. And we know that they've been investigating you for months now, right? They've been using this and holding this over your head, and it's more of an intimidation factor than anything. But it's interesting now that we're getting closer and closer to the release of all of this footage, that now they have the interest in going after you and prosecuting you for doing what so many other journalists were doing that day. They went inside, they followed people going into the Capitol and they filmed it. And that's exactly what you did. And well, for you, because you are not a part of the corporate media world, you're not using their type of, of verbiage. Uh, you now face potential prosecution. And it's disgusting. It's disgraceful. But it's what we get with this new Department of Justice. And unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of people who are unwilling to speak up on your behalf. But there are people who are speaking up on your behalf. I know I've made phone calls to a lot of congressional members, and they are interested in following your case. And I'm sure if the DOJ ever had the guts to try to file those charges against you, they'd regret it instantly because there's a lot of people that are very upset over what's been happening to you. So Steve, keep us posted on everything. We're gonna be tuning into The Blaze to watch all of this because you're doing great reporting, and we greatly appreciate that. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm gonna say it again. Under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend Dr. Kirk Elliott because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team, 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliotphd.com slash Brianna. right now but before I go, I always have to put on some deodorant. And I used to look all the time for the best deodorant. I couldn't find it on the shelves at all until our good friends over at Give a Derm came out with a brand new deodorant. This one's called Pits Me Off. It's incredible. Watch this, it's super easy. Ta-da and that's all you need. And it dries super quick. Obviously, I'm wearing black. There's no white residue left over. It's a natural deodorant. It's made right here in the USA. There's none of those Chinese harmful chemicals also included in it. It's giveaderm.com, and then use the promo code Brianna for 10% off. You gotta try it. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you wanna see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.